Hello, and welcome to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the injury market's top program for doctors, lawyers, and insurers who want to gain greater insight on how to improve patient recovery results and deliver better services in the U.S. injury market. Please welcome your host, Dr. Jeffrey Allen Kronk. Okay, doctor, what I want to talk about today is what does a spinal support ligament injury do to a disc injury? I want to talk about that because I think there's a lot of confusion or uh, just there's, there's confusion with it. And I want to make sure it's very, very clear. It's very simple. There's nothing difficult about it. So when you have a spinal injury, a spine is composed of two parts, bone and connective tissue. And so if you didn't break your neck or you didn't break your back and the injury, the work injury, the car accident injury, the sports related injury or whatnot, you don't have a bony injury and it's just connective tissue damage. And connective tissue in the spine is ligaments. There's 220 specialized ligaments, highly special ligaments that actually hold the spinal parts together. 23 of those are discs. Those are very special ligaments that um, basically do the shock absorption of the spine. They absorb pressure, a lot of pressure. So you know, people don't realize if you have, you put a 10 pound weight to your, up to your chest, you just grab a 10 pound weight and you put it up to your chest, you have 100 pounds of additional pressure in your lower back. If you take that pound, 10 pound weight and you press it out 25 inches from your body, you have 250 additional pounds of pressure in your lumbar spine. Now that's enough pressure to blow just about every ligament that's in your, in your lower back, but why don't the ligaments blow? Well, the ligaments don't blow because of the muscles. The muscles are the supporting aspect of the, of, uh, of the of the spine. And so it's the muscles that do not allow that amount of pressure to get into the disc. If the disc received that pressure all onto its own without the muscles protecting it, you would see the disc would blow or the, the, the uh, ligaments would blow. So now let's get back to what I was what, what I was talking about. I just the disc is to absorb pressure, right? The other, all the other ligaments, and there's a lot more ligaments than there are discs. This is just 10% of the ligament structure of the spine. All of those are support ligaments, and they're designed to keep all of the parts in alignment, including the discs. They're, they're to keep all the parts, the disc and the vertebra and all the joints in perfect alignment. So as it moves under pressure, as it moves under activity, that it's not irritating or it's not interfering with any of the other tissues that are closely related and integrating in and throughout the spine itself. Maybe you got a spinal cord coming out, you got spinal nerves coming out. So the spinal support ligaments are to make sure that the parts are all aligned properly while you're using it. So let's talk about it. Hey, a disc is real easy. How do you pick it up? You pick it up on an MRI. There's different levels of disc damage, right? Do you have a bulge? Do you have a herniation? Is it herniation, you know, is it, is it, is it moving and displacing the nerve? Is it impinging right on the nerve? Is it not? Is it, is it impinging right on the cord? Is it not? Was there a fragment that broke off? Is there a free-floating fragment now? So that's the degree. So the degree of damage to something is, is how badly deranged or displaced is it? That's how you determine damage. How deranged or displaced is something? If I got a cut on my skin, is it, is it like a mild slit, a hairline slit, or is it a gash that's, you know, an inch wide? What is it? So derangement or displacement is how you determine how badly injured something. So disc, how displaced is it? What is it pushing up against? 
That's how you determine that. With the spinal support ligament, it's how much excessive motion does it cause? Because spinal support ligaments are picked up through excessive motion testing. So is it one millimeter of excessive motion, two millimeters of excessive motion, three millimeters, four millimeters? What is it? Is it seven degrees of angular finding, eight degrees, nine degrees, 10 degrees, 12 degrees, 15 degrees, 20 degrees of angular separation when something's angulating in the spine, when it's flexing or extending? What is the, what is the degree? So on, an ex, on a spinal support ligament or what's called a non-discoligamentous injury, uh, it's all determined by how much excessive motion is there. Now, let's take the disc. Let's say, because oftentimes we have a combination of the two. Now, we can't always have that. In the, in the craniocervical junction, there's no disc to, to herniate. There's a lot of ligaments, a lot of structure there, and there's a lot of symptoms that are caused from the spinal support ligament injury in the craniocervical junction. That's where the head and the neck, or the, the head attaches to the neck, craniocervical junction. So, you know, in that area, we're not looking for disc herniation because there's no disc to herniate. But let's go down to the lower, uh, to the rest of the axial spine that has a disc and has all these ligaments around it. So if I have a disc bulge, you know, people say, oh my gosh, look, they didn't have a disc bulge. They don't have much of an injury. If I have a disc bulge, but I have 3.5 millimeters of translation at the level of that disc bulge, I mean, my gosh, you can't get more serious. I mean, that, that's a surgical level of excessive motion. And the disc is obviously involved. It's not fully herniated, but that excessive motion is going to chronically irritate that disc bulge. Now, if I got a herniation at that level, it is like it doesn't get any worse than that. So if I already have a, a surgical level of excessive motion, and now I have a disc herniation that's severely herniated at the same level, that is a really severe injury. So just having a disc and just having a disc herniation or just having a disc study is a complete, incomplete spinal injury assessment. There is no completeness to that spinal injury assessment. Without the excessive motion and the MRI, you do not know how damaged the spinal connective tissue is. And you, you, don't, you, you don't have any way of determining it. You don't have any way to determine that uh, you know, clinically or through some sort of examination procedure. You don't have any way to determine that. You can't palpate that. So the only way to do it is to test for it. And it's the simplest stuff. People come in, they're injured. You think they have a ligament injury. Fine, you take stress x-rays. Fine, you send stress x-rays. When you're measuring for these things, it is imperative that you have, and you're working with somebody that actually has an accurate means and accurate up-to-date technology in order to do it. As a CEO of Spinal Kinetics, I know that's what we have. Because <laughs> we use FDA-cleared AI assisted technology to help us make the determinations of these uh, of, of how much excessive motion. So what a lot of people don't know or don't realize or attorneys don't realize and even a lot of doctors don't know and it's fine I, I, I wouldn't know this necessarily even any either is if I do a full cervical study that's 124 anatomical points that have to be located. Right, so if I, it's 124 points, that's great. So if I want to do a, a hundred studies of those in a day, I have to locate 12,000 psi or somebody. Somebody has to locate the radiologist, the rad tech. Somebody has to locate 
um, the doctor of chiropractic, if you're trying to do this yourself, is somebody has to locate accurately these points, be able to place these points. So if I do 100 studies, it's 12,400 points. Now, if I throw a lumbar study and there's another 87 points, so if I do a lumbar and a cervical study, it's 211 points. So if I do 211 points and I do 100 studies, it's 21,100 anatomical points that have to be accurately located. Now, if I want to do 1,000 studies, that's 211,000 points that have to be accurately located. Um, yeah, I want you to think about that for a second. That's why, that's why the AO was built. The AO is built so it speeds up that process and it's a much more accurate way to do it. So you, you want to work with somebody. Uh, at Spinal Kinetics, we're using FDA clear technology to do it. You want to work with somebody that really this is what they do. Um, and you don't want to work with a lower level. Uh, just You want to maintain the highest level of professionalism. You want to be respected. And you want to be looked at as a, the highest level of professional, then you want to associate yourself with services and doctors that are like-minded like that, right? So when you actually have, getting back to it though, when you have a disc problem, anybody that has a disc problem, anybody that's listening to this, I don't care if you're a doctor, or you're a non-doctor, you're an attorney, if you have a disc problem, the very first thing that you should know is what are the support ligaments? See, there's ligaments that were supposed to keep the disc from herniating, to help keep the disc in position, right? So some, you were in some sort of mechanism that delivered a force that herniated the disc. Okay, the chances of that only herniating the disc and not damaging the support ligaments is slim to none. It happens if it's a complete compression uh, injury, it does happen, but that's not the norm. So the first thing that anybody would want should want to know is how badly damaged are the support ligaments around the disc, because if you don't know that, you don't really know what you have, and you really, I, as far as I'm concerned, any doctor that doesn't know that is going to have a hell of a hard time actually setting up a a. a, a accurate treatment plan. So it's important to know that you want to, you want to know what the spinal support ligament damage can do to a disc. It completely irritates it because it causes excessive motion that will keep it chronically irritated. And it's a much more serious injury when you have that. So doctors, short, sweet, and to the point, I uh, just wanted to make some points here. Uh, what I do is I just pick up points that come up if I, you know, I'm working with an attorney or I'm working with a doctor where it's not totally understand, then I'll, I'll just do a little bit of a riff on it. Uh, you can listen to these while you're driving to work, um, while you're in the gym, while you're working out, while you're riding your bike, uh, while you're sleeping. I don't care. Uh, but hopefully the information gets you thinking about some things and helps for you to do better services in the spinal injury market. The whole goal that I have is for people to understand the injuries so that they can quickly get rehabilitated 100% if possible. As fast as and as, and as effectively as possible, that's what I do, all the things that I do. That's why I do those things. So doctors, we have a program called Smart Injury Doctors Program where I help you to expand on your injury services. You wanna find out more about that, call 800-940-6513. 
or you can look us up at smartinjurydoctors.com. If you're interested in excessive motion testing, call Spinal Kinetics at 877-508-9729. Doctors, as always, I thank you and appreciate your attention, and I look forward to delivering more content to you on the next podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the number one audio production show for professionals in the U.S. injury market that want to deliver better injury services to the patients, clients, or insureds they serve. If you like what you heard today, please leave us a review and don't forget to join us on our next program. 